Welcome to the Open Sea Podcast. Here at Open Sea, we recognize that the Bible was written in languages full of richness and beauty. Our goal is to explore the beauty of the New Testament, written in ancient Greek, that can sometimes become obscured in English translations. We desire to bridge the gap of scholarship and make these conversations about biblical Greek accessible to all curious people. Whether you have studied Greek for years or you are embarking on this journey today, all are welcome to take a seat at the table. Welcome to our first ever episode of the Open Seat Podcast. My name is Olivia Madrid, and you are here today with two of my friends, Caitlin McCracken. Hello. And Cade Robertson. Hey, guys. We are just super excited that you are listening, and it has been a long time for this podcast, just coming up with ideas and figuring out how to do this well. It's been about a year and a half, so mm-hmm. we're just so excited to just share our heart for the podcast and just what we're wanting to do through it. So to get us started, Caitlin and I will be utilizing stats for Spotify to let you in on who our top artists of the past six months have been. Cade, on the other hand, does not have Spotify. He is an Apple user. That's true. So he has to use some weird off-brand website to find his statistics. <laughs> it's still from Apple Music. <laughs> it's off-brand. It's, called, it's, it's Replay by Apple Music. Okay. okay. It's not stats for Spotify. Caitlin, kick us off with your top artist. In the past six months? Yes. It would be, drumroll, <laughs> Niall Horan. And what would you say your favorite song by Niall would be? Of all time? Good question. There's not one answer. I love Black and White. San Francisco has been on repeat. But from his new album, Never Grow Up. 10 out of 10. Kay, would recommend. Based off of your weird website you're using (laughs) what's your top artist so my top artist of the past several months and honestly the past several years is king's kaleidoscope they've been a long time favorite of mine um favorite song ever though that's so hard i'd probably have to say easily their best album is beyond control okay and best one of their best songs one of my favorite songs is lost on that album it's just amazing Mm -hmm. it's a great song Shout out to King's Kaleidoscope for being so awesome. Shout out to you guys. Okay, my answer and has been for the past five years is the one and the only Need to Breathe. Um, My top two songs by them, Mercy Shores, just so good. And then lately, I've been vibing with Talk of the Town. It's Mm. just different and fun, and I love them a lot, so I hope to see them soon. Um, so we just wanted to introduce ourselves a little bit more to get to know us. If you're going to continue listening and just learning, um, just all the things we have learned about Greek and just get to uncover with you guys. So Caitlin is just going to start us off, um, just with some facts about herself. Okay. My name is Caitlin McCracken. As we know, um, I grew up around the country. I'm a military kid, lived in a couple different states, and but I tell people I'm from Virginia. Um, then I moved to Colorado for college and went to CCU, Colorado Christian University, where I met these two people. And we all took Greek class together, um, Greek three and four. Um, and But my major was business administration, 
My minor was in bib studies, which is where I took mainly filled it all up with Greek classes and intercultural ministry. So right now I am a commercial insurance agent, basically just manage accounts for businesses for their insurance. Um, Sounds really boring, but you know, I love it actually. New things every day, always an exciting time over there. Um, But ultimately, a goal of mine, a dream of mine, what I kind of feel like the Lord has laid on my heart for a very long time has been to do overseas mission work and bring the gospel to places where the name of Jesus has never been heard. So that is a little bit about me. Cade, take it away. Thanks, Caitlin. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, my name is Cade Robertson, um, born and raised in Southern California. Uh, for those who know, I've spent most of my time in Redlands. If you don't know where that is, that's about an hour or so from Los Angeles. So right down south, real close to the beach, real close to the mountains, just a super beautiful area to grow up. Um, and I moved to Colorado four years ago uh, when I started college at Colorado Christian University. I was a biblical studies major, and I also minored in church history. Um, yeah, and that really just grew and like developed my just passion for um, God and His Word, and got to meet these lovely friends um, in our... Well, I had so many classes with Olivia, probably almost every core that Bible class. <laughs> probably every core class I had with Olivia, and meeting Caitlin uh, through our Greek classes together. Yep. Um, and after two semesters, our professor asked who wanted to take Greek three, and they needed a couple more peer people. Pressured. Yeah, peer pressure. peer pressure. It's real. Uh, so I raised my hand because I was like, "Why not?" You know. <laughs> and then towards the end of Greek three, a couple of them wanted to do Greek four, mm-hmm. and they're like, "We need one more person to do this to make it an peer official pressure. class." Again, it and works. everyone turned to me, and I said. Why not? And so I took four semesters with these people, and it was just such a blessing and learned so much from that. Uh, As for what I want to do for work, I want to do vocational ministry someday, and I have no idea what that looks like. Could be a professor at a university, could be a pastor at a church. We'll see. I have no idea. But I'm passionate about the Bible and about discipling people, so I think we're going to go somewhere in that direction. But as for what I do right now, um, I work at a bank. I am a personal banker. Mm-hmm. And so my job is to sit down with customers and look at their finances and have conversations with them about their money <laughs> and just, yeah, give them advice and um, help them out in any way that I can. And it's like a little tease towards like my future desire of like teaching people about the Lord. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, it's been a really good job. Um, but I'm looking forward to the future and what's in store. Olivia, yeah. tell us about yourself. Well, I grew up in a very small town in southern Colorado. We had 400 people in our town. And so, yeah, not a lot of people. Grew up in a tiny school um, and decided to go to CCU. My mom graduated from there as well. Um, so just that's how I found the college and decided to go there. My degree was unknown until sophomore year, and I decided to be a biblical studies major. I just found a lot of joy from Old Testament and New Testament survey class and thought I would just like to pursue that for my remainder of time there. 
as of last Friday, I worked for Colorado <laughs> Christian University Residence Life, but as of today, Monday, I am unemployed, aka on a sabbatical. Um, I'm in transition right now, about to move and just travel a ton. So I am not working at the moment, um, but ultimately I would just love to do women's ministry, large scale, getting to speak at events. Um, I would love to write a book. I don't think I'm good at it, but that would be cool if I could. You would be good. Um, So those are kind of just ultimate goal. Just, yeah, serving the Lord well. Um, Yeah. Okay, so now that you know just a little bit more about us, we would just like to share kind of our hearts for why this podcast, why did we want to start it, why for this topic. So whoever has an answer first and wants to share their thoughts, please do. (laughs) Yeah, well, this dream and this idea of a podcast started in uh, our Greek 4 class in a frenzied study session for the final. For the final exam. Did we study for the final at that time? No. No, no we did not. Um, <laughs> but, you know, our conversation went this way and that way. Um, and we found ourselves talking about how cool it would be to start a podcast about Greek. And so when we graduated, we tried to start the podcast then. But it was just such a busy time of life. And people were traveling everywhere and figuring out work and where they're living and all kinds of stuff. And so it didn't really happen at that time. Kind of fell apart after a couple of brainstorming sessions. Um, But a few months ago, probably back in February-ish. Yeah, Yeah, I think February. um, Just we brought the conversation back up. Uh, We started saying like, we think it's such a cool idea. We don't think there's anything like this out there in the podcast world right now and we just felt like it was too good of an idea to not try and so here we are uh three of the original members from that uh greek squad um we'll hopefully have some more of those classmates on throughout the course of the podcast plus some professors and other guests but that's kind of where the idea for this podcast came from Mm -hmm. yeah i would agree with that and um one thing that our professor, Dr. Cotter, um, <laughs> said is, also we love Dr. Cotter, so if you're listening, hello. Shout out. <laughs> um, is he challenged us at the end of our time at CCU and was like, um, you guys have studied Greek for four semesters and that's more than most people ever um, get to do. And so what are you going to do with what you've been given? And so part of that brainstorming time when we were supposed to be studying for the final was wrestling with what the Lord would use us and the knowledge that he had given us, what we could use it for. So um, we're just hoping that we can be kind of like a a bridge the gap kind of conversation of a podcast um, to help people um, fall in love with the word more. So that's, yeah, that's my input. Yeah, we really just... I mean, taking four semesters of Greek um, just grew to fall in love with the language mm-hmm. and just, yeah, it's just so valuable being, I mean, our English translations are so good, but mm-hmm. to be able to read the Greek and just see these tiny little aspects that just make the words so much sweeter mm-hmm. was just so yeah. cool. So on that topic of how Greek increases our value uh, in loving the word and loving the Lord, Olivia, can you tell us a little bit about 
what Greek means to you. Yeah. So I was also one of the peer pressured people like Cade. So for the biblical studies degree, you need to have two semesters of Greek. So we took an additional two semesters. And honestly, second semester wasn't that great. I didn't do a very good job um, in the class itself. But as I continued on into the third and fourth semester, like as Cade said earlier, our English translation translations are just great like you you understand the word you know what the lord is saying and you can see his heart behind it but when you look at the greek and understanding different like moods and tenses um and just the way that certain words are formed you just have a whole different level of meaning to what the lord is trying to say to his people and it's just beautiful and i think it's just conveys a deeper meaning like a deeper heart meaning and again, English translations are great, and you do not need to have Greek in order to know the Lord and love Him. Yes. But it just adds another value of getting to see the original language that the Lord used like to write His Word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Caitlin, what about you? Um, yeah, I echo everything Olivia just said. Um, and also, I think something that was cool for me is... Um, just the confidence it gave me in like the word of God, like being able to read the original language that um, the New Testament was penned in and then being able to look back at the some of the earliest documents we have that are written in Greek and like read it for myself um, just gave me a um, deeper love for the word. So yeah, like Olivia was saying, like um, believers don't need to know the original languages of scripture to um, know the word. Um, we don't want any doubt to be cast on our English translations because they're um, phenomenal. Um, but I think personally studying the original language just made me fall in love with the Lord more um, and see his heart in a different way that I hadn't seen before and then um, fall in love with his word. Um, so yeah, that's just... My echoing lives thoughts, and I love Greek. Love grammar. I'm kind of a nerd. (laughs) I also think, too, whenever you can see the original language and look up old manuscripts so you can, like, see the copies that people actually wrote, I think it also Mm -hmm. gives more validity to just the Bible itself because I think there can be so much doubt of how do I know that these words are what was written um, and it was intended to be there. And so getting to read the Greek, like you get to see what was written. And then you can also look at the English translations and see Mm -hmm. like that they're doing a great job and there should be no doubt or fear just when we read our English Bibles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even like seeing scribes notes and stuff in the side. So the margins, it's like a cool throwback to history, but yeah. And with our different translations of the English Bible, um, sometimes we have like differing translations, um, if you read like a verse side by side. And so, um, it's cool to be able to look at our English translations and see if they convey the same ideas and the wording might be a little different depending on like if you're reading King James version or NASB or ESV and then to look at the source text and be like, oh yeah, I see how they translated this. It's like all working well with the Greek there. Um, and they just made these decisions to translate it that way. Right. And sometimes there's a Greek sentence, and you look at that, and you think, 
there is no clear way to convey <laughs> this word for word. You so know? true. Very true. <laughs> there's, you know, it's like there's no perfect exact word for word translation. And so mm-hmm. that brings even more confidence into looking at the ESV or the NIV or mm-hmm. the CSB um, and just seeing why the editors um, who are all sitting down together at a table, why they chose to translate it that specific way. Yeah. Kate, you should you should share the example like in Ephesians that was just kind of a clicking moment of like how cool Greek was and the impact and importance of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this was right toward at the beginning of my second year of school. Um, I actually don't think this example was given in Greek class. I think it was in my interpreting the Bible class Shout with out Matt to Dr. Jones. Dr. Jones. Hey, Matt Jones. Um, but. It's, you know, it was about the Greek, and so that's why I think it's such an awesome example. Um, for those who are familiar, um, it's the passage uh, where Paul describes putting on the armor of God, which is in Ephesians 6. And so if you are familiar, I encourage you to go and read that. Um, whenever I have thought about that passage growing up, um, I've always thought of like a Roman warrior um, standing and putting on his armor, his chest plate, his belt, with the sword in his hand, shield in the other, and just that image of like a warrior standing and like fighting back against the enemy, right? And uh, in this class, um, Matt Jones challenged that and said, reminded us that in the original Greek, the uh, when Paul says, therefore, you, he's not saying you singular, he's saying you all. Mm-hmm. Which, if you stop and think, you could be like, yeah, well, I guess he's writing to the church. He's not writing to, like, Timothy, right? So he is writing to a plural group of people, but we don't have a plural you um, in the English unless you say mm-hmm. y'all. Um, <laughs> and so it was like he, like, he challenged us and said, you know, he's speaking to the plural. He's speaking to a group of believers. So the image that comes to your head shouldn't be a single warrior. It should actually be a uh, Roman phalanx with the hundred or however many warriors it was where the front row, everyone is holding their shields up and just the entire front of the uh, phalanx is impenetrable. And then every row behind them is lifting up their shields to cover their heads. Mm -hmm. And so when it says, you know, you have these shields, you know, um, to stand against the fiery arrows of the enemy, I think is what um, Paul is describing you're exposed if you're just one warrior on your own. You're exposed at the sides. You're exposed at the back. Um, but when it's a group of believers standing together, um, you are so much safer from the uh, arrows from the enemy. And reading that passage in the Greek um, is very clear that it's a plural you. And so it's a lot easier to um, think of that image of the group of warriors together um, reading the Greek than it is in our English. And mm-hmm. so it's just a really minor example of how our English sometimes uh, falls short of um, painting the image that the Greek does. Yeah, I think it's encouraging with this example too, because Kate is just talking about looking at just one word and it's you. And in the Greek, you can see like the breakdown of if it's like you singular, you plural. Um, and so it can just be something really simple that you can look out for and you don't need to know all these things about Greek, but it's something that makes a big impact when you're looking into the verse or the passage and just has a different, stronger meaning behind it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Any final thoughts on 
loving Greek right now? Uh, we could go on for hours, but I think it's time to transition <laughs> to more details about this podcast um, and just do a little overview of our mission statement, our hopes for the podcast, which we've kind of touched on already, and then brief structure and how we're going to go from here. Anybody want to read the mission statement? Well, if you heard our intro, <laughs> Kate should have already read it, but he can read it again for us yeah. just so it's in here. Fair enough. Yeah, hopefully you guys heard the intro. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> Mr. Tech Guide back. just messed up <laughs> on yeah. it. So. Yeah, so hopefully you heard it. Um, but here it is again. Um, our mission statement says, Here at OpenSea, we recognize that the Bible was written in languages full of richness, richness and beauty. Our goal is to explore the beauty of the New Testament written in ancient Greek, that can sometimes become obscured in English translations. We desire to bridge the gap of scholarship and make these conversations about biblical Greek accessible to all curious people. And whether you have studied Greek for years or you are embarking on this journey today, all are welcome to take a seat at the table. And so, yeah, we're not saying that, again, I I hope we've emphasized it already, but our English translations are really good. Mm -hmm. They're amazing. But we just think that there's this extra level of just beauty that is revealed through the original languages that the Bible was written in. And so, having studied four semesters of Greek, we're going to be focusing on Greek in the New Testament and on this podcast. And yeah, we just want to explore with you guys so that, like we said, like if you've been studying Greek for years, hopefully you can still um, get some value from this podcast. But also, if you've never studied Greek, we want to be able to explain these topics and have these conversations in ways that anyone can participate in and um, begin to receive that same value that we did from those four semesters of study. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So our structure for the podcast that we are wanting to follow is having kind of a topical um, episode, just talking about either having people on the podcast just talking about their experience with Greek, what they know, either something we have found in the Greek to be super helpful, or our next episode will be on manuscripts, just kind of understanding what those original documents looked like and how they help us get to the English translation we have now. And then in the next episode following, we're going to be working through a book of the Bible in the New Testament in the Greek. Um, Our hope is to make this something tangible that people can walk away Uh, with new skills just in Greek and seeing how it can be so beneficial. So the structure will be topical and then going through a few verses in the book that we designate and we think we're going with 1 John. So it'll be so fun. Yep. Um, Yes, so (laughs) totally out of thought there. Lost my train of thought. This is how it goes sometimes, folks. <laughs> well, this was our very first recording. We are so glad that you have stopped to listen in and just, yeah, hear our hearts again for the podcast just to get to know us a little bit. And so we hope to see you next time and just getting to dive deeper into the Greek. And another thing that we are going to have is our website, um, which we'll talk about at the end. But we, um, would love to just 
show you guys um, who don't know about these things, just different resources that we have found super helpful. There are so many Greek resources out there um, that even if you don't know anything about Greek, can't even read the alphabet. Like, that is okay. There's phenomenal resources out there that help you study the word. And, um, yeah, so we will have all those linked um, at our website, which we will tell you at the end of the podcast. (laughs) And then also, as we're getting ready to wrap up, um, Caitlin found a Bible verse that um, she felt really encaptured. Um, just, yeah, what we feel like our purpose and like our mission is with this podcast. So, Caitlin, if you could share that with us real quick. Yeah, for sure. It's Romans 15, 4 through 6. And as we were just praying and talking about this podcast, I feel like, like Kate said, this just captures um, the whole reason why we are doing what we're doing. So Romans 15, 4 through 6 says, For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another, in accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks for sharing that, Caitlin. Yeah. Yeah, so... We're wrapping up today. Um, Moving forward, I'd say our loose hope and plan is to be releasing an episode maybe every two weeks towards the beginning. Mm -hmm. And once we get a rhythm going, hopefully we can increase that to one uh, one a week. But for now, we're going to stay twice a month, one every other week. So you can be expecting our next episode on August 15th. Yep. But Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Thanks for taking a seat with us today. We hope you were encouraged as we discussed the glory of God revealed through His Word. If you'd like to join or participate in the conversation, follow us at Open Seat Podcast on Instagram or send questions to our email, openseatconvos at gmail.com. Until next time, grace and peace.